Hello and welcome to Michael and Ivanka's Grand Podcast, a weekly chat between two friends into which we funnel our existential anxieties and need for highfalutin, idealistic, hopeful and optimistic ways we'd like. We're just putting the world to rights kind of thing. You know, that sort of thing. Pub chat. Join us. Uh, my name's Michael Forrest. <laughs> and I'm Ivanka Magic. And this week in on Michael and Ivanka's pub chat, uh, alcohol-free pub chat, morning pub chat, we're going to talk about what, what's the, the origin of the universe. Like where, well, Ivanka <laughs> wanted to know where the universe has come from, although now she's got a book that apparently says it. So we're going to talk about the origin of the universe and talk about why creationists are wrong. Just, yes. <laughs> Fair enough. We're going to address the viewpoint, some of the alternative viewpoints, as best we can. Respectfully um, and with love. With the respect they deserve. Um, <laughs> did we say our names? Yeah, 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 we did. Yeah, yeah, OK. Um, all right, a bit, <laughs> bit frazzled. Like, I hope you'll forgive us a slightly frazzled week. It's episode 101. It's kind of weird. One. I feel like it's psychologically, you know, two zeros next to each other is such a big deal for some reason. <laughs> um, so then when you sort of start on the net, you kind of the clock ticks onto the next one. You're like, OK, this hill is steep. Like this is, that was just a little tiny little ledge, very low down an infinite mountain. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> you Ivanka and how how is Brighton how is it being back in our lovely Brexit broken Britain it is in many ways delightful I do love Brighton it's a safe haven <laughs> in a world of madness but it is um, quite and the weather everyone was telling me all about this rain and then there's not been that much rain this week so I don't know what they're talking about uh, it's cold there. It's one degree here today. Yeah, it was quite cold. It's fresh. Fresh. <laughs> um, and I have had quite a hectic week. I've got... Uh, I have had a delicious vegan lunch Monday straight away out there. Boom. Vegan lunch mm. in the market without any... It doesn't even matter that it's vegan. It's just mm. a nice lunch, and <laughs> uh, which is what, what Brighton's good at. And then I have been well, had a trustee i've had a really busy week yeah. a trustees meeting i've done a day with the fostering team at brighton and hove council i've uh had to buy the child weatherproof shoes which i delegated to my mother uh which is handy so it's been busy busy wow how are you michael um i'm i'm, I'm, I'm okay i've had a very productive week actually like i uh got enough designs through for my new happiness app that I was able to do a lot of um, make a lot of progress on the main view of it which actually went really smoothly and the new Apple frameworks all seemed to start working for me and I also like I just had this moment where I thought like I wanted this scroll view to start from the bottom and there's no way to do it with the new frameworks and it was like am I just going to have to like do some really awkward 
mixture of some old stuff and some new stuff and it's going to be really complicated and there's going to be loads of bugs and it's going to be a real pain in the bum and then I thought oh, I could probably just rotate everything around 180 degrees and it would work just fine so I tried that and it actually like worked perfectly and I, was, I just felt like I just got two weeks of my life back right so it was like first thing last Friday morning I was just like oh I could just take the week off <laughs> just from that little little, little idea and then uh, I did a YouTube video this week where I got out my Amiga and like listened through to some embarrassing music I made 25 years ago and uh, made a little video of that and it's just me reacting and tinkering and it seems to be going down really well uh, with random people so this is good, this is good. But yeah, yesterday I just had a bit of a... and I've been designing a circuit board for my my product thing uh, but yeah, I just had a bit of a crash yesterday, like another, I'm worried I'm sort of already hit another burnout. But what was, I did notice like uh, with all that, like because I'd sort of worked, I'd, I had such a productive day on Friday, like getting so many features done on this app just in a day of development that I think it had like overclocked my brain a bit. And then it just makes me sort of really impatient with everyone. And it like lasted for the rest of the weekend. Like anytime someone didn't immediately understand what I was saying or immediately like, I was just like, I was just being really like sort of snappy with people. And I was like, yes, uh, it's weird. Did you go and see your niece? I did. I went and saw my little niece. Uh, yeah, that was a while ago, actually. Yeah, she was, um, she's a little, uh, she's a little bundle, a little kind of solid little package of human, <laughs> lot, like a lot of, Big loud farts, actually. There was a lot of rumbling, this baby how, rumbling in my hands. How, how old is she? Uh, like six weeks. Yeah, it's amazing what a tiny body like that can produce. Mm. <laughs> um, which reminds me, handily, that I, yeah. off the back of you mentioning that you were reading Gut, I was like, oh, oh good yeah. Gut. I read, so I, Dan, I did that to the Kindle and read it. Yeah. Which I must earmark for a conversation about Amazon and Kindles and you know, right. anyway, that's separate. But um, but I, I agree with you. It's a very interesting book and I learned mm. things. <laughs> but my, I mean, my only complaint is there's like four main things I learned, that all the different kinds of poo. That was an interesting <laughs> chapter. Uh, the way, like the posture of the toilet. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> interesting yeah. Practical. Um, and, but the, the thing I was disappointed about was there was like, I'm oh, sorry, this is, this is getting a bit scatological, but I was very disappointed there was like a sentence on farts in the whole book. <laughs> I was like, finally get some answers. And it was like, no. It was just like, yeah, it's normal. Shut up. I'm like, okay, fine, thanks. I like the style in which it was written because I could actually tell a four-year-old and a 45-year-old, I could say, I just read this bit and I didn't really have to modify the language particularly because mm. I think she's really nailed the explaining science to, to, in a lay way. Yeah, as well as sort of like wrapping it up with enough fluffiness to overcome the uh, people's aversion to talking about that subject yeah, matter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I, I read um, another gut book after the first. I was inspired. Oh, really? <laughs> 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 I was just like, oh, because what the thing that I missed in the gut book. So I, I, I found it interesting. All the description of, um, you know, the sort of the over this this antibacterial approach to life that we have, mm. and this idea of cleanliness actually being negative. And I, mm. I must say, because my um, late grandpa was a pharmacist, or I think he was a scientist essentially. He was like mm. he would talk about not drying your washing up with a tea towel because and in her book she said you might as well lick your plates and put them in the right. cupboard so it's like i was just reading it it was because uh, uh, you know on the subject of um uh what's the word confirmation bias i was like reading mm. her book going oh yes that's what i do oh, yeah. mm. um so uh so i enjoy i enjoyed as well her descriptions of that sort of aspect of um because a lot of the things we're doing that are killing the environment aren't good for us either, like mm. overwashing clothes and yeah. over cleaning mm. everything and killing everything. It's, not, it's just not necessary. Well, um, just so, yeah, the, I, the sort of like antibiotics in animal feed or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah, just yeah. Where yeah. they're just like, oh, that's the absolute killer, isn't it? Like, Absolutely. Fill everything with antibiotics to just in a short-term bid to increase your yield and yeah, screw yeah, yeah. the consequences. Meanwhile, pharmaceutical companies yeah. aren't really motivated to come up with new antibiotics. No. And it's like, oh, my God, yeah. this, no. needs to, this needs to change. That's absolutely one of the things I've long, long before I, you know, one of the things I have no qualms about discussing with people when they talk about, um, you know, organic, the fact that even... Uh, in reducing meat for a long time I've been buying organic meat organically mm. farmed dairy and stuff and uh, I've got no I've had no qualms for a long time talking about the fact look forget everything else the antibiotic use is something we need to be scared of yeah. so um, yeah anyway I enjoyed that book good call thank you Michael Forrest you, I did you know when I mentioned it I thought you weren't even you I, I remember I seem to remember you going eh, eh. Well, I didn't realise that I'd piqued your interest. I had, not, I had nothing to say on the subject, so then I was like, oh, you're reading a book called Gut. Okay. I mean... I think, I think I might need to do something about that. The fact that I... I think it's a family trait. Uh, somebody says something to you, and because you've got... No, you know, I, I'm not very good at that sort of... Or I don't make an effort. I don't know what it is. And... Of that, so you say something, and you're not sure w what my response was, and I should have said, "Well, that sounds interesting." <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? that, that might have helped a conversation happen. Mm. Um, I'm always getting reprimanded for this by my husband. It's like, uh, "Do you have anything to say on this?" I've just said something. What did I do? I was like, "I don't know what I think." What do you want me to say? Yes. <laughs> Ack. <laughs> Well, this um, morning I learned how to say uh, I did not know that in Italian, but there's no point memorising that because <laughs> I would never admit it. We're going to talk about where everything came from. 
to what I've learned this week from my Osborne book flat book. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my uh, I I so I bought I bought this book that a friend of mine recommended and my daughter and I sat down and looked at it and it was, you know, it's very, it is interesting and it does explain mm. it because the, the nice thing about those flat books they have for science, which I highly recommend for everybody because mm. we've got a germ one and a body works one and all this, is that there's layers of flaps. So when, as they, the book actually grows quite well with the child. So you've got right. the superficial information and then you've got mm. more and more depth as you're interested. Um, and I said to her, I said, oh, one of my friends who's got a little girl who's bigger than you, recommended he said that this book was good and we we were reading it and he, she she went he's a clever clogs mm-hmm. <laughs> so like, that was her affirmation on the book but what i learned from the book is that everything came from a speck so small that you can't even see it right that's well, what we learned there you go and it's like so small the speck and then it grew to golf ball and then it then it grew into everything yeah <laughs> and <laughs> And so that's all you need to know. So, yeah, like it started off as energy and then the energy started turning into matter and antimatter. And then there was a teeny, teeny bit more matter. So matter ended up dominating uh, the physical universe as we know it. And, uh, yeah, within the first few seconds, we started, things started to form. And then it just has been expanding ever since Um, in at unimaginable speed and scale. Um, it's mad, isn't it? Do you it? know about matter and antimatter? Uh, no, go on, tell me. So, well, do you know, like, so energy, so Einstein's equals mc squared means matter yeah. is energy. And the speed of light is a dominant force in the, you know, it's kind of, the speed of light is time, I think, in yeah. that equation. <laughs> the, yeah. the speed of light is... Um, information is yeah just like when stuff happens um so you can turn energy into matter and vice versa but um there's such a thing as antimatter as well and when matter meets antimatter they annihilate each other and it just turns back into energy and this is energy as in actual energy not as in your chakra this is the, <laughs> the science version. <laughs> um, so, um, yeah, it just expands, expands. And then, like, these things, um, you know, it turns into stars and, well, galaxies and stars and all these things. And then every single type of atom was formed in the molten core of a sun because it's really hard to... to so atoms... What do you know about atoms? I, I know that there's there's yes, what do you mean? Oh, I si- my watch. hey Siri, <laughs> what do you know about involved? atoms? <laughs> an atom is the smallest constituent unit of an ordinary matter that constitutes a chemical ed- element. There Every you go. solid, Thanks, liquid, Siri. gas, and plasma is composed of neutral neural. <laughs> so the atoms I can, I can do from atoms. I was thinking about this in terms of like my um my uh, electronic engineering de- degree. I sort of feel like. For my electronics, I did from the wall socket out a lot. Right. And in, <laughs> in the concept of the origin of the universe, I've done from from atoms onwards. Mm. <laughs> you know, I can I, uh, I covered okay. that. It's the, the there was fog in the in the previous bit because I never really got. I don't think I don't think I was interested mm. to remember. I might have memorized a question. Well, if you know that, if you see, you know the periodic table. I do. Is all the different I'm familiar with it. Exist, and there's just like. 
So in the in the in the tiny center of atoms, you've got protons and neutrons, and then yeah. you've got electrons orbiting them, and then yeah. there's positrons in antimatter. But basically, to make every single different type of thing, every different element, you're just like adding protons and neutrons, and they're getting bigger and bigger. And there's certain like ways that the electrons interact that means that some things on one end are like inert gases and things that some things are metals and that some things are really interesting like carbon and um, uh, silicon um, but it all kind of comes down to how many protons and neutrons you've got in your atom yeah uh, and what that can then like bond with into molecules but those um, atoms all have to be made uh, by being by basically you start off with a hydrogen atom it's just a proton. A hydrogen ion is just a proton. And then if you've got an, an electron, it's just a hydrogen atom. But um, to, in order to make any type of material that everything is made of, you need these massive nuclear fusion reactions inside stars to sort of super compress these materials. And you gradually get larger and larger, heavier and heavier elements. And then you sort of start to see different sorts of structures appear until you sort of end up with planets and people. Which is all, all that what it did remind me of, because I've, I've often said that I am, that the thinking about the size of the universe freaked me out when I was little and I never really dedicated much brain space to thinking about it. Mm. Um, and then in thinking about this again, I was reminded of that, I'm sure we discussed this, that sort of how do you explain consciousness? Mm. <laughs> when, if, if everything is atoms jiggling about um, in different configurations and with different weights and different mm. protons and, and neutrons and electrons and all this. How do you explain consciousness? And I think that's what, when it comes to the science of the origin of the universe, uh, the physics, that's where I, I, knowing, I think understanding it too much, I don't feel like it necessarily helps me in a day-to-day -day sort of... No, no it's well, like, but what, it, what it is all consistent with, like, what all physics is interested in generally is how energy, like, transfers and flows and dissipates. And, um, like, so all of this, um, basically all of this chaos that has emerged from the universe being slightly inconsistent at the very, very, very start yeah. that has resulted in all these things, is basically you've sort of ended up with this, this like, energy things are a bit wonky and it's basically just trying to turn back into an even distribution of energy and like just the heat death of the universe basically we're just trying to get back to it's just trying to get itself back down to everything being uniform right um Goo. so uh, uh, so <laughs> whether that's by uh, just slowly slow decay and energy being dissipated and matter slowly sort of like will eventually I'm not sure how we how that I did watch this video which was like a I mean and we have talked about this but um I did watch this one that sort of did like the heat death of the universe relative to where we are and like how long that is going to be as the black holes kind yeah. of collapse and collapse and collapse and you just end up with a kind of I think you just end up with a, a, a cloud of a very 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 thin <laughs> cloud of hydrogen ions again or, or hydrogen um, things again um and like all the energy is equal. And so everything that happens in between, you yeah. end up with these concentrations of energy that can be released and the universe finds a way to release it. That universe. 
but it's, it's about like working from first principles and and it it is a i mean it is a western way of doing science is like if we can just break things down to their smallest and smallest components and that constitutes an understanding but it's almost you know by fixating so much on that it is a very powerful thing to do like you do learn an awful lot and it has enabled most of the crazy inventions and technologies yeah, yeah, we yeah, have yeah. now this kind of like deep pursuit of that type of science um but it does miss the the holistic level it does miss like the well but what about the what about the stuff <laughs> about the stuff that actually happens like yeah you can sort of say well yeah and then you just extrapolate from energy flow into debates about immigrants like this is it's this it's there's a lot of steps in between and yeah i guess science can explain that given enough computing power yeah yeah but then is that is does that really help at that point like yeah. does it help that we started from first principles at that point sometimes it's it's it's, it's a way of looking at things it is a way of looking at things and and perhaps it's quite a grounded it, it's a ground, grounding way of looking at things in some ways because I am now going to uh, hijack a phrase and use it differently. But it's like that that sort of keeping things present in a weird way. It's like breaking, understanding things in small bits also helps you not get freaked out. For the latest Big Bang Made everything appear I wonder how it was Before up and down When yesterday couldn't be Nothing can change inside a singularity
I'm thinking about like um, the the creationist worldview. Let's yeah. say let's 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 imagine what they're thinking as they're hearing us talking about the origin of the universe. Um, when we but like when we talk about the Big Bang, and when we talk about the universe starting off as a tiny little speck, we've seen that. Right, we've looked at that. These are things we've we've observed, right? Yeah. And an analogy I've been sort of thinking about is it's like the sort of the creationist worldview of everything was came into existence six thousand years ago, and dinosaurs were planted as a test of our faith, and like all that nonsense. Frankly, yeah. um, like no, we've seen, we've looked out, and we've seen this. These are just our observations, and we've looked under microscopes, and we've looked at. But the but because it's not necessarily an intuitive observation. It's not necessarily something you can go look. Here is a photograph that shows you that immediately. No, you need to know about how waves interfere with each other to understand that what we're looking at is the structure of a of a metal lattice yeah. like you it but it's it's sort of like to deny science's observations of those sorts of things it's it's sort of like going i believe everything's blurry and someone going well have you tried glasses and then you'd be able to see stuff that's far far away and going no, I just believe that things that are far away are blurry. Like, yeah. and that's my worldview, and I'm going to work back from that. Yeah, kind of thing. So it's like, I think this worldview because that was when I tweeted the whole, you know, send science help to explain to a four year old where everything came from. The very first response I got was, "This is rather a worldview question, not necessarily science, in my humble opinion." And it's like this idea of. First of all, the, my question was not a worldview question. It was no. a science question. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, thank God for people who specialise in explaining science to small children. But this, this worldview phrase, which yeah. seems to excuse a lot of things, is or be used as a, as a well, you know, that I understand, but my worldview is this. It seems... I'm cool with you, I mean, whatever worldview you want, as long as it doesn't fuck my worldview or my world. Because if you're, you know, and that goes for the same for like your belief, this sort of um, uh, selective use of science, like, you know, I will drive a car and I'll wear glasses, but I won't vaccinate my child or mm. I'll use my, you know, that it's like, uh, you can ha you can at home things that are to do with your house. If your worldview is to to not clean your house or to clean your house or whatever it is, that's that's you. That's your house, mm. but it doesn't spill into my house. But all of the, this worldview thing is not an excuse to to affect other people's worldviews. I think it's one thing to go. Okay, yeah, there's some stuff that I don't understand, but. I will do my best to sort of understand the simplified version of the what the people that do understand stuff, that do understand Say, what they're looking yeah, at yeah. through a telescope, that do yeah, understand yeah. what they're looking for at when they're looking at background radiation are actually seeing. I can't really intuitively understand that because I haven't studied it, but I'm going to... I'm not going to think that my ideas are... Better. Better. <laughs> like, right. how can I... Yeah. Right, because there is a truth, right? There is... There is such a thing as truth and 
whether or not that's directly accessible to us and science evolves, theories evolve, and we get arguably closer to the truth. Um, Yeah. There's there's a rigour and there's a practice to it and there's there's a lot of learning that needs to go into understanding a lot of this stuff that it's just... It's very deluded to think that you can just believe some simplified anthropomorphized version of things that is the truth and that's going to be fine um mm. well I, th- I think if we if we take the creationist view uh and the and the view that's it, the the things that are explained by magic um yeah when we've spoke we have spoken about this before it's like as we've evolved our knowledge we are less reliant on the magical explanations to things. Mm. I think as humans, we want explanations to things, even yeah. if it's like, why has that happened to me? And sometimes there is no answer. Um, yeah. But but the more we, we want an answer. And what's happened, I think, so before the priest would say, this is what happens. And if you don't believe it, you're going to go to hell and, you know, whatever. And you, yeah. you've, we've bought, we, we, for many hundreds and thousands of years, bought that sort of information passed down to us by people who were also making it up. An argument um, from authority. Uh, yeah, well, author- yeah, an authority argument. And I think we are absolutely 100% right to question authority. Yeah. But not when it's authoritative knowledge. Do you know, like, if you are, if your, if your authority is based on power, then I challenge you. But if your authority mm. is based on the fact that you are a cancer specialist and I am not, or you are a physicist and I am not, then you know, I, I, I'll ask you lots of questions mm. and in in a hope that I will gain a better understanding. But I can't absorb ten years of study or yeah. twenty years of expertise. It's not. I can't do and that. It, and a good scientist would never say, you have to believe what I'm saying because I'm a scientist. No, no, no. They would say, here is my research and yeah. I've looked at this data and found this yeah. this thing and when I did this thing, this surprising thing came out of it and yeah. hundreds of other people have now tried the same thing even though they didn't believe it to start with and we all found this crazy thing out and then we invented transistors and then yeah, we yeah. invented... <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, yeah. yeah. S- that's what a, a scientist doesn't go... Because no, I said so. Because I said so. Yeah. And anyone that does, and even though some of them try, yeah, like, yeah. A, a lot of there's a lot of egos involved. There's yeah. a lot of infighting. There's a lot of like sticking to your guns, even in the face of opposing evidence. But ultimately, it's it's human knowledge. Like science is our human knowledge, and it's it's a collaboration between thousands yeah. of scientists, like, millions of people, like yeah. just all kind of hammering away at these very, very difficult problems that are very increasingly specialised. And the reason that I'm not a scientist is because I've there's no glory in it anymore because it's all so specialised, <laughs> you know? I mean, I certainly at school had, you know, you have science teachers who are very, very good at explaining things and science teachers who do the who aren't and don't know it very well yeah. and just say, you know, don't ask questions, just, you know, <laughs> accept and reproduce, you know, like, uh, especially, mm. you know, in a, in a Yugoslav education system, it's very much learn and regurgitate. Um, but, and you have, you know, a bad teacher can put you off, but that doesn't mean that yeah. the whole area of science is wrong. And I, I think that was what was quite interesting, both in the gut book 
And uh, I've listened to an, another episode of that podcast, the same guy that did the parenting thing. And this one was about that time, time restricted eating. And mm. he was uh, talking to like the world specialist and the, the guy who discovered it all and mm. stumbled upon it in his research. But he was incredibly humble. He was like, yeah, you know, like, this is what we found so far. And of course, we can't say definitively because we've only done the mouse study and we've done this bit of the human study, but not that yeah. bit of the human study. But it's like, based on what I know today, this is what I can tell you from the data. Um, and I think that sort of um, the, that sort of uh, magical explanations of things aren't, that's what they lack. Yeah. And also, like, they're never finished like no. the, the sort of the sort of religious approach to things or is is like and now we have the answer it is known like to it's, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like i'm not going to think about this anymore which is i guess comfortable in some ways but that's the opposite of what scientists they know that, okay we've got this far in this problem and there's these areas that we don't know anything about and that's sort of constantly like pushing out into the unknown areas the bits that haven't had any brain power applied to them yet or any research or like how do we get a more accurate how do we get a big we need a bigger super collider to, yeah. to really like smash these atoms down to their smaller and smaller parts they're always like looking forward to the next thing and like trying to figure out okay i think if we try this we might learn a bit more yeah. um which is which is sort of but, They're not putting the brakes on and going, no, we know enough now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's but, over. But, but, uh, but I think that's one of the things that does science a disservice. It, or maybe that's not, and that's one of the things. But so, so recent, the, one, the example I'm going to use is recently, because of all this gut study that's happened, and mm. that's very, relatively new science, um, and it talks about, you know, the, the fact that there are some cells in your in your um, in your gut that are brain cells, essentially. And there's all this sort of yeah. things they're finding out. And the people using the magical explanations go, ha ha, see, we've been telling them for centuries that mm. you've got a stomach chakra. Um, and it's like, First of all, the science isn't necessarily in conflict with your concept of your own well-being, number no. one. And secondly, because science has discovered an explanation for a thing doesn't mean that, uh, you know, I think it's this idea of right forever. And because new discovery explains something old or even disproves something that we held as a truth for, for a period of time, doesn't no. mean that science is wrong or that you shouldn't be... Uh, accepting of the current or latest science just like it's the way i think the way science just communicates new discoveries in some way undermines itself and uh, because well. i think if you have a science brain you're like oh brilliant i didn't realize that mm. whereas if you're uh, if you're just barely you know you're 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 coping with life and are holding some form of truth that gives you comfort, and then yeah. somebody swoops in and goes, nah, uh, I think that is psychologically quite uh, freaky, and so that's why people get the hump with science. Well, yeah, there, there's, a hum <laughs> there's a human desire for, me for meaning, but yeah. it's not, it, you know, it, it's not that big a part, it's like maybe 10%. Yeah, of yeah. your and then realizing that suddenly being faced with the idea that that you can't contain that understanding in that little ten percent if you're actually serious about it and you're going to have to basically make some leaps of faith that maybe seem counterintuitive or trust some stuff that is all very scary and alien to you. Um, 
when someone else is kind of giving you this simple finished explanation that you then know that that's okay that's done and dusted i don't have to think about that anymore yeah and if only everyone else would see it the same way we wouldn't yeah, be yeah, wasting yeah. all this time on all this science that scares me like we, we have a need for it but we also don't have an infinite need for it no <laughs> well some of us do but like most people you know life is complicated enough without having to worry about where everything came from my sister yesterday about the fact that there is no constant and my brother my brother's getting a bit stressed at work about something and we were talking about change and mm. he's being he's implementing a change and getting loads of grief at work uh, and he's like I understand that change is part of life. I've had enough change yeah. in my life. I'm comfortable. I know it exists. This is what it is. I mean, he's not coping very well with the pressure, but he's he's like, I don't, you know, it's very difficult if you're somebody who's like, yeah, it's changing, but you know, that's welcome to, to life um and then you've got people going ah oh, but whole oh, cling cling and then uh, lydia and i were talking about it in the context context of you know the fact that as humans like we are work in progress and uh this this holding on to truths and beliefs is so damaging and frustrating for you you know i don't understand how you can um i don't you know, it must take an awful lot of energy to fight changing your mind or learning something new. Yeah, at a certain point, like it becomes, like, you, you have to realise that it's like, you know, this, this, this torrent is not going to slow down, guys. No, like, this no. is going to keep coming. And, and it can, it's not always good. It's not always no. nice. No. Sometimes you lose a planet. You're like, oh, Pluto. <laughs> yeah. When I learned. You know, astronomy. When I learned physics, Pluto was still a planet. Yeah, I, I, no, it's I, not, you know, it's like, oh, no, we realise. I did, I did actually say that to my daughter looking at this book. And I said, well, when I was at school, we used to have another planet. <laughs> but, um, but so I was like, oh. Uh, but yes, sometimes you lose <laughs> lose a planet. Um, is is disconcerting. Like, how how could we for so long? Or in my school book, it said very clearly that there was, you know, Pluto was a planet, and now it isn't. Well, how could they be wrong about something so major as a whole planet? Mm. That is that is quite freaky, I think. Um, yes. And then well, it's very far away. <laughs> to be fair, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> also like we, I think like you're just making me think like we do put a lot of stock in stuff that we've seen printed in a book, don't oh, we? Oh gosh, yes. And, like whether it's a Bible or a school book, <laughs> yeah. right? Science book. It's like once you've seen that printed in a book, it's very hard to think oh, maybe that's. Yeah, Not yeah. right. Maybe that's kind of one of the reasons everything's in such chaos is now that less, more and more stuff is in a more ephemeral. Oh, Wikipedia can just, it could just change at any moment. <laughs> yeah, well, it could always just change at any moment. But it, now it's sort of happening in real time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, but I'm a, it is weird that you learn, <laughs> learn things in school that aren't true anymore. 
The other thing that I think science does to undermine itself is allow annoying, stupid headlines to be printed. Latest study says coffee is good for you. Latest study says coffee is bad for you. Latest study says chocolate. You should eat chocolate. Latest study says you shouldn't eat. And it's like a journalist looking for a headline, looking for some click, picking on one line in a study with no scientific depth. Oh, so it no might context. Be, no the, context. The main problem yeah. is the lack of context. Here are the other papers. Here are the other things in this yeah. field. Here, here's where it actually lives in the in the in the in the in the canon yeah. of scientific knowledge. No, you don't do that. You go. Here's a story. Yeah, and so when you're trying to then persuade a, a, an elderly family member that a particular thing is not good, they go, oh, well, they're always changing their mind. It was good last week and it'll be good next week again and this week it's bad. And you're like, no, <laughs> this has always been bad. <laughs> you've, just, you've just been reading silly headlines. Um, so I think that doesn't help us when in that sort of having the respect for, the, for that canon of knowledge and that depth of sort of human understanding it's like yeah and maybe the problem is that science doesn't lend itself very well to stories like the sorts of stories it lends itself to are very reductive and sort of misleading and so that press does tend to be the way we learn stuff the way we remember stuff is by turning it into the narrative that's how our brain does data compression Science sort of doesn't let you do that very easily. It's sort of um, you can get a few stories from how the scientists, and this is what I always wish there was more of in 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 my you know undergraduate physics degree. Was like I really like the first lecture where it was all the stories of the people and, and all the people and how they kind of figured this stuff out. But as soon as it sort of turned into here and here are the details of it, there's no there's no way to compress that into your brain. It just has to take up a lot of space. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, unlike a kind of story which is coffee is bad. Okay, no, that's not what it actually is. And to turn it, to compress it into that is to destroy it, is to make it false. What I was going to bring up yeah. is scientists who are uh, Christians or are heavily religious. And I think that's quite an interesting, it's like that that's climate scientist woman that I like who is a Christian and and the the way she in her head can be both of those things and I think this is where uh this is what I was going back to what I was saying earlier about world views uh I think in I understand how you could use faith to be part of your existence but not affect your view of the world do you know, like, so she uses at- it in the context of, you know, we must protect God's creation. You know, we must love all of God's people and all of God's children because that's her belief system. But she's a, a hugely renowned scientist who always quotes data when she's making a scientific point. There's no, to her, those concepts aren't in conflict. And I, I can kind of understand how if if you've been brought up with the beautiful stories of 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 God and everything that making you feel happy and good, then why would you want to let those stories go? 
Okay, listen, like I was going to say, like this, I mean, and this is the same thing I was going to kind of bring up was that some scientists are, are religious. I would say heavily religious is not maybe that was the right way, is a bad way to describe those people because what they have to do is find a way to reconcile the idea of a sort of guiding force behind the creation of our world and our universe that is going to have to. Is go way beyond what the book is going to tell them. Like they're going to have to sort of think outside it. And so, so the question you ask is: We started from a singularity. Okay, well, where did that come from? Yeah. Like, then that tends to be where like the scientists that still have a bit of religion going will kind of put God. They'll be like, okay, well, we we may be looking at this thing happening. We that's made that's how God made the universe, but it doesn't mean you know, we don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. don't know what was before yeah. that because that was when time started. Yeah. Like um for me the reason that the sort of um the uh the sort of scientists Christianity, for example, is yeah. a bit sort of pointless is <laughs> like on the one hand it's like, okay, there is a limit to our knowledge, yes. And I've just because it makes no difference, I might as well put some sort of conscious deity there that's kind of maybe got a plan for stuff. My problem with it is like I, it's so far away from anything that can affect me at that point. Like, OK, well, maybe I'll get a better break in the next universe in, you know, another 100 billion yeah. years. Maybe I'll maybe another version of me will do better. Like, because the whole point of religion, the whole point of uh, that that type of understanding of the world is that you pray to this being and he's going to sort out that you've got no money at the moment. Like, that he's gonna, it's, it's, that's why people need that. They need something that's... C- can sort of they can feel like it's going to actually affect them here and now day to day um and that's i think that's a different type of belief and faith than yeah there's we don't really know like the lim- there are limits to human knowledge and beyond yeah. that like kind of anything goes and i take a bit of comfort from the idea that maybe you know there's someone designed these rules and the you know the the, the rules that were set up at the dawn of time. The reason there was a slight like imbalance of chem- like energy and matter and antimatter is because the the God kind of put it that way in order to create yeah, us. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Maybe we're the same sorts of things, but um, I, I sort of feel like if that deity can't in any real way intervene, then it's sort of it's moot to me. Like I don't really see the point of having that belief. Well, I don't know. I mean, I think in a because there's other kinds of sort of not creationist I'm not going to say that because I've been deliberately using the word magic throughout this podcast and it's kind of that that the sort of magic to me is a word that is uh, is interchangeable with the unexplainable so it might be Mm. unexplainable by me right now or you know when people uh, I know we know a lot about the confirmation bias and all that kind of thing is oh I was just thinking of you and you phoned me but I probably thought of you 150 other times and you didn't phone me but those weren't noteworthy all that I'm I'm aware of all those things but I think there's my my worldview is Mm. that we are all connected in some way whether that's via some sort of magical fairy dust or just because we're human and we occupy the same space doesn't really matter to me but I feel like you know I take I take comfort from thinking about the bonds I have with my different friends and I have you know like and I and I think for me you know sometimes feeling like you're connected to somebody who's not physically there and you're not really talking to you but you're thinking of them is a nice reassuring feeling and if I do that sort of 
first principles of reduction that I'm just a bunch of jiggling atoms and so are they. Frankly, there's no like, but then maybe but, we but, are but, really but, connected. But when science doesn't <laughs> reduce it. Science still says it's a, a vastly more complex jiggling than we could ever hope to understand Stand, in our yeah. pathetic little brains. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And therefore, actually, you know, the act of praying is not going to have a causal relationship because some force some magic power made the world different because you asked it to it's it's all it's gonna happen because oh you've focused some energy on looking for yeah, this yeah, thing yeah. and then you spotted an opportunity subconsciously it's that you wouldn't have spotted if you hadn't like devoted five minutes before going to sleep to thinking about what you really want yeah, like right yeah, now yeah, 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 because yeah. And and that is one of the biggest losses of the sort of you know the the non-religious existence yeah. is like well I'm not I'm not, you're not really thinking about that sort of thing because no. you don't really what's the point like it's all just chaos it's all yeah. just completely random it's not completely random just because it's it's just just because it's very very complicated and very like impossible to understand doesn't mean it's completely random yeah. no there are weird yeah. little ebbs and flows and cons- yeah. you know like and, yeah and I, I think connections i think that i i can't i hope i haven't described all this on podcast before but when we were my father was brought up really strictly catholic and mm. he was quite adamant when we went to yugoslavia that we wouldn't be going to church because he didn't want us all freaked out was his view of the of catholicism but what he did so he didn't really he didn't bring us up as religious in any way. Mm. And I, it is on him because my mum was brought up in a communist household. Mm. Um, but we had conversations about God and about people who believed in God and about the different explanations and the fact that, um, you know, like, you know, who this sort of, th- this idea, I think... In his own words, he's talking about what what you just described and what I was talking about. It's kind of like you can accept that there's lots of things you can't explain yeah. and that that's that doesn't prove or disprove God. Like not everything can be proven and you can just be comf- comfortable sitting in this world where man, who knows what the explanation is. If you want to attach a deity to it, go for it. But again, I, I think it's about not affecting my physical safety with your worldview. That's where I get all kind of, you know, me, me thinking that spending a minute thinking about my friend who's having a troubled time, um, you know, or you send a message going, I've been thinking of you. I'm sending positive vibes you know whatever I'm very up for doing all of that you know that doesn't that doesn't really change somebody else's access to healthcare. or but what, what I would say is <laughs> yeah. that but where, where it does cause a problem is like you know I met my godparents like my godmother after not seeing her for like 25 years or whatever yeah. like a few years back and she's like oh I prayed for you a lot I prayed for you every day I'm like so you thought you were doing something and you weren't doing anything <laughs> yeah, that in, yeah, in yeah, any yeah, way yeah, affected yeah. me. And it's like you think you've done something and you haven't done anything. So yeah. okay, that is like you could have sent me a message in and my then that defense, would have actually affected me. Mine's accompanied with an actual message. Exactly, exactly. And, that's a, <laughs> and to me, that's why I wanted to highlight that there's a very big difference between I'm praying for someone and they don't know about it and, yeah, <laughs> and yeah, you yeah. Nev- don't see them, <laughs> right? Like what's that? You're just... What are you doing? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. That's nothing. That's interesting, yeah. But spending a moment praying for how could I help this person might have actually resulted in some action. <laughs> just, even if I just had some way of knowing that someone was thinking about me, <laughs> yeah, that would have been nice, nice. you know? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
But yeah, no, that's you true. think God's going to tell me somehow. No. <laughs> God, God, no, I did get a message. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you not notice that it doesn't work like that? (laughs) Um. Yeah. do want explanations for everything yeah. and when we don't have an explanation for something it's, it's kind of plays on our mind yeah. like there's you, we can i'm sure you can remember something that was never explained that was weird that happened that but you remember it because it's not explained and if you can just go oh yeah it was just god doing stuff then it just frees up your brain for yeah. other stuff <laughs> to not worry it, about like, it shuts that down so it, obviously it's got a massive appeal but i also think like everything is connected yeah so anyone, like, not holding up their end is going to cause problems for <laughs> yeah, the rest yeah, of yeah, us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's not... I don't think it's as simple as, like, as long as they're not hurting me, like, they can think That's what they true. think. The fact that they're kind of doing that is sort of a, a it's like a poison slowly coming... I mean, that's kind of rude to religious people. But it is, like, it's ultimately, if you're refusing to engage with reality in a meaningful way... um then there can't be consequences for everyone. And the more people that do that, the more you get, yeah, you know, yeah. bacteria. Yeah, 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 yeah. The more you get, yeah, I get, I get it, yeah. Antibiotics, resistant, like yeah. people not vaccinating, all that kind of thing. It yeah. has consequences. And people do, you know, our school system does insist on, thankfully, we do have systems that insist on teaching children science. Yeah. Um, for, for now. So far. <laughs> and they seem to be like holding up. But yeah, what people, what religious people may object to is the fact that it does leave a lot of gaps when you look at it that way. I, it does. I, to, I told, uh, I told you about that Jehovah's Witness I used to work with. Yes. It was like, you know, I've spent ages Googling, you know, and it turns out that they might have been lying to me, my church. That doesn't, that doesn't mean that you can't have faith, my friend. But there's a, but I think it's a, um, yeah, I hadn't thought faith about what you said. Faith is a wonderful thing. Faith is a wonderful thing, like, for just being able to get on with your life. Just yeah. being able to, yeah. like, it's really hard to... This is the the depression of, like, my... The thing that kind of, like, weighs on me is, like, I don't know what's going to... How... What's going to work? What I do is going to work? I don't have any way to control that. If I could pray for it, at least yeah. I might feel like I was, like, like throwing on the dice or something, like doing something towards making yeah, the kind yeah, of yeah. wider world kind of, like... A, accept what I'm doing but like I because I you know have this rationalist outlook it's very hard to it just makes a a whole class of things very much more scary but I think I think that's what you're yeah I think but I I'm I think that's the it's it's passive versus active a lot of faith and belief and like you know and words like hope they are they are they requ- they they don't require you to do anything or change anything you sit where mm. you are and you do what you do and you have faith that things will get better or that you'll pray for things to get better but actually if you want the world to be a better place you have to make it a better place you have to make things okay and i think that's um one of the things i was talking but to with, with that 
that journalist that I spoke to recently and he asked me, he said, uh, which I've le- I was a bit left field, but he was like, you know, you were saying that it was a bit random that he caught you on that day with the tweet and the next day you were going to be in hospital with an anaesthetic. And blah, blah, blah. and it was like, because that whole Trump tweet, if it had happened mm. any other day, I probably wouldn't have been able to do anything. And mm. he was like, well, do you think that was like the universe? Do you-? He said, I don't know how spiritual you are, what sort of person you are, what your religious beliefs are, but mm. do you think it was like some other power? And I was like, mm. I, I haven't thought about it. You know, I'd never thought about it in in those terms at all. What I what I do think, though, and I, I still think, even though I've had a bit longer to think about it, these the answer is that actually it's not about how or why it happened. It's about what you're gonna do. Yeah, it's about how you react, and it's how you yeah, react, how you, and it's like. But, but I think, like, I th- what I'd like to see is an alternative, and maybe this is kind of a way it's going. It's like it almost is like, yeah, well, that happened. I'll just make something up that helps me kind of like think. Oh yeah, I've just got this gremlin that comes out. He's called Steve, and he <laughs> yeah. uh, sometimes makes stuff come together. And the advantage of that is that it's not attached to a load of like homophobic, misogynist stuff or like boring stuff or like that that is sort of like has sort of parasitically attached itself to some good ideas um, that help people kind of feel a bit of confidence in their position in the universe it's like at least if it's you just know you've kind of made it up and but yeah yeah, like, yeah. It's, it's fine in this whole conversation and, and faith and worldview and all these things i am um, my daughter is very well aware that people die because my dad's not there and we've always said mm. he's, he's he died and so then explaining what that means and then she talks about oh it must be you know she'll 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 say things like you know, I wouldn't like that person to die because I wouldn't be able to talk to them anymore. And I was like, you can mm. still talk to them. <laughs> they just can't answer. Like, you can still, this kind of, I, I'm very happy with with giving her these, I, I've never said anything about heaven or hell or another space or another area, you know, like, I've, but mm. I've spoken about it in the terms of like, once you know somebody, they are, they're there in your brain and you can talk to them as much as you like. Um, and it's, so I think, there are like you can still comfort yourself and have a comforting world view but and I don't think it needs to have I personally not sure you need to have faith in a being or uh but Steve the gremlin sounds like a laugh I mean, the long and short of it is, if you keep asking why, of course we don't know. But what we can see so far is Big Bang, universe expanding, acceleration, 
atoms, all different kinds, Jiggling. sizes. Atoms are made of stuff that's smaller as well. And like some, you can look at it and realize that some of those things that look different are actually sort of the same sort of thing, just in a slightly different mode. And and like we're putting a lot of energy into, well, a lot of effort into kind of building these larger and larger super gliders and reactors and things to try and figure things out. But what we know is that there's some forces that attract. There's some forces that repel, well, both retract, retract and repel. There's some very, very strong ones uh, that can make atoms come together. And then there's some slightly weaker ones that can let atoms decay. And matter is energy, and that's bound together with the concept of simultaneity in time and the speed of light. And it's all just kind of like the fact it's all basically kind of one thing, matter and energy, doesn't really help you, you know, in the post office. But, like, actually is it's quite, like, in terms of an elegant understanding of the core of what everything is, it's quite nice to kind of realise that it's in some ways very simple. Um, and if you just think about the, the origins and the start and the smallest building blocks, which is kind of the spirit of this episode, then there's probably not too much to it. But it's when you start looking at how things interact with each other. Gosh, when your head starts hurting. <laughs> we are nowhere. <laughs> Science is nowhere. Like, so, you know. Very good. The other thing that we've concluded is that if you're thinking of your friend, send them a message. Yeah, maybe just... <laughs> Let them know you're thinking of them. Just tell them. <laughs> If you like the podcast, go to grandpodcast.com. There's a subscription button or just do it in the app you're in if you're in an app. Uh, um, where can people find you? People can find me at Ivanka on Twitter and also doing Instagram at grandpodcast. And Ivanka.blog. Oh, yeah, and Ivanka.blog. <laughs> I gave up saying that for like a long time ago because I, like, I just haven't written anything on there for ages. For about 100 episodes, I haven't written anything on there. <laughs> <laughs> and I might have been a Trump anniversary one. But anyway, go. Yes. Maybe. Uh, I was, I'm at michaelforestmusic.com and come and check out my YouTube channel. I realised Grand Podcast wasn't following you on, on Microforest. Well, that's my MF Music one. Yeah, I noticed the, I got the follow last. Finally. <laughs> Um, yeah, um, what uh, we've also got. What else? What else we got? Um, what we would really be grateful for is some ra- ratings and reviews and some sharing. A few likes on Instagram. That's always handy for the algorithms. Uh, a bit of you know Facebook likes that sort of business that makes people go, oh, what's this thing that's getting so much attention on the internet? Um, and then they might have a little listen. Uh, you can also tell people about our podcast. Uh, and you know, I don't know what you'd say to them, but you could go with, you know, it's a pub chat, but recorded on a Friday morning <laughs> with <people laughs> with no alcohol. Yeah, but you have to tell them what the people are like. Don't yeah, you? So really I nice. Know. I wouldn't like to say really nice very nice very nice people very nice people (laughs) and we're so uh, so yeah that's a thing help us with the algorithms and also it is possible to support us if you're a fancy pants on Patreon 
patreon.com slash grandpodcast if you want that's possible all the notes all the links are down below i put the, finally put the mug link in our links down below Ooh. i hadn't that wasn't up there handsome so mug. you can I buy a mug if you want i might i might instagram our mug yeah do it that'll be our instagram content for today <laughs> <laughs> um all right well thanks for listening we'll see you next week bye 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 bye, bye.